Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back here on Legends 810, the Garden Wise Show, with the Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, taking your phone calls. And that announcer gave you the phone number. Let me give you, again, the phone number, 303-477-2473. And we have Irma on the line was asking about a planter that she got with amaryllis, hyacinths, and a green plant. (laughs) And it doesn't sound like the pot that you have is adequate for any of those plants. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, Long term, at least. For short term, I'm sure it worked just beautifully. Well, it's a Christmas type thing, you know. Sure. That's where I got it for. Uh, D- you has know. your hyacinth bloomed? Uh, everything's bloomed, and they, they, you can't believe the size of the bloom on those bulbs. I, I had, like I said, they were so heavy, I had to uh, uh, get things to prop them up with to keep them from. Actually, the stems yeah. did. Now, uh, e- even the hyacinth had to be propped up. Yeah. Wow. What color was it? White. Everything was white. And was it nice and fragrant? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I think the amaryllis. Yeah, but take the hyacinth bulbs and put them in, you know, a pot. But then, you know, will they ever bloom again? Uh, not inside, no. You have to plant them outside in the ground once once our weather turns warm. <laughs> Do you have a place outside to plant them? No. Uh-oh. Then I, I would probably just toss the hyacinths, but the amaryllis is worth keeping. Well, I've been nursing this amaryllis plant, and it, ha- it didn't bloom this year. Now, when I threaten it with it being thrown out, then it decides to bloom. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're getting the, you're getting the, to understand amaryllis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this one was a beautiful, beautiful white, and like I said, it was at least six, the bloom, each bloom was like six inches across. Well, get it out of that small pot and put it into a, a pot that is uh, you know, a deep pot uh, with at least an inch of soil all the way around the bulb, and the bulb, like Jim said, should sit about halfway or more out of the ground. Well, whoever was planting that, uh, they put the uh, amaryllis bulb Deeper, I can't see that ball, but the yeah. hyacinths were sitting on top of the dirt. Yeah, I don't understand that kind of combination. But, uh, yeah, yeah, replant the amaryllis, but plant it high, okay. higher than it is now. And the and the hyacinths, uh, I, I think, like he said, you know, you've already enjoyed the flower. I just pull it out and throw it away. Yeah. Because it will not bloom again indoors. Right. Well, all my area where I have bulbs has all been covered with snow for, like, months now. Yeah. Now, you guys are complaining about the snow on Facebook. Sure, why not? We are? We've been sitting here praying for snow because it's so dry. <laughs> and you do that? <laughs> sure, why not? He, he wants <laughs> rain. He doesn't want snow. I want the snow to come and then warm weather to melt it into the ground. Well, and then give me a, it, uh, you know, I have a sump pump system around my house. Mm-hmm. 
That has that snow has not melted enough to even get down to yeah. those. Oh, no, not yet. No, 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 not yet. No, I want a couple of d- nice days in between the snow so I can go out and do some work in the garden. And then oh, it can snow garden. again. That's fine. Okay. Well, I appreciate all your information. <laughs> okay. Thanks, thanks for, for calling, Irma. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Hey, I noticed on the um, this brochure, this uh, plant select brochure I picked up, mm-hmm. they have added... One of my favorite plants, recent favorites, by the way, it's Liatris, and Liatris is also known as Blazing Star. It's one of our natives, and the one that you usually find in the garden center is a, a fairly short thing. It'll grow up maybe two feet tall and, and have a single stem that comes out of this fleshy, bulb-like, tubery thing, and it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I have them in my yard, and the butterflies love them, but this is a new, this is a different Liatris, a different yep. species. What's the one that we usually have? Liatris what? Punctata? Punctata, thank you. Okay. So this is Liatris ligulostylus. Mm-hmm. I love saying that. It's almost like onomatopoeia. I know. It's a fun <laughs> name to say. Um, they're still causing it, calling it blazing star or meadow gay feather, but the difference is remarkable to the punctata Yeah, because they get up, up to three feet tall. Or more. And, and instead of just producing a single stem that comes up, this will produce a branching yep. stem where you get a whole <coughs> bouquet of flowers. And the cool thing about Liatris, I, I think this one still does the same thing. It starts at the top and blooms down. Isn't that? No, I think it's the other way around. Other way around? Yeah, th- look at the picture on the right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah if it okay. starts at the bottom, it goes up. I seem to remember my punctata started at the top. And well, it down. didn't. I'm going to prove you wrong. Anyway, it's a really cool plant if you want butterflies. And butterfly, sh- it's just like crack cocaine for yeah, butterflies. Yeah, it is. And they show a picture of a, of a monarch on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all love monarchs. But this is one of our natives. And so it grows quite well here. So look for that. Liatris ligulostylus. It has it marked as once it's uh, planted in, and established that it doesn't require any water. I'm not sure I would do that. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Either. I'd give it. Well, you you can water it like any other perennial, and it'll be just fine. Um, but if you have a dry land garden, you can use this in that. If you water, you know, say like three times a summer. Yeah. Would would punctata be better for a no water garden? Yeah, that's. It it doesn't require any once established. Yeah. yeah. And you can buy. I know you can buy punctata, the regular liatris gay feather. In bags of bulbs mm-hmm. in the spring, mm-hmm. and they're cheap, and they'll bloom the first year. Yep. So you pop them in the ground in March or April, and boom, up they come, and they bloom like crazy during the summer. They're wonderful plants. Yep. And they make a great cut flower as well. But then the butterflies can't enjoy them. You have to bring butterflies in with them into the house. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. And if you have a cat. They poop all over everything. <laughs> If you have a cat. Cats love butterflies. Oh, I know. <laughs> Sometimes they actually catch them and eat them. I don't know why they do that. I don't they either. Can't, I can't. Especially moths. Miller moths, they love to catch Miller moths yeah, and, and eat them. And there's not much meat there. No. And there's all that fluff. I know. Anyway, well, that's, a, that's another thing altogether. Let's uh, go back out to the phones. We've got Joe out in Lafayette waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Joe. 
Morning. You were talking about strawberries uh, a little while ago. Mm -hmm. I have a strawberry bed that I probably have the same spot probably at least five years, and it's done well. I get a lot of, they're mostly June berries, a few everbears, but it does really well every year. But my question is, if is there something I can apply to it that would head off any of the the insect problems? There's nobody else in the neighborhood that has strawberries that I know of, so I'm kind of isolated from other, you know, contact yeah. with stuff. Well, you know, but, if, you're, if your strawberries do pick up a disease like a virus or something, you'll know it. The plants won't grow well. They won't flower well. They'll produce small, deformed fruits. You'll know. And there's nothing you can do when that happens other than tear them all out and, and replant. But if, you, if yours are still going strong, the, the one thing I would recommend is to go through. You can probably pick out next spring or this spring uh, which are the oldest, oldest plants, the oldest mother plants, and, and remove those and keep the younger plants because those are going to those are going to bear the best. Okay. Well, I know I've I know people back east that grow strawberries do well, except they seem to kind of till them in, till them under every year or two. Yes. And I assumed it was because they got so weedy, and it was a big strawberry patch. No, it's because so, they get they get diseases. Okay. And the and original plant stops producing altogether once it gets old. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do for that um, virus or whatever. No. No pre kind of. Okay, good. And then what kind of fertilizer is best for them? Typically a fairly low nitrogen. Um, I'm, I'm told and I've read that a high nitrogen fertilizer on strawberries causes soft, fairly tasteless fruit. So you want to make sure that your analysis is maybe a, a 5, 10, 5 or something along that line um, where, the, where the first number is fairly low. And usually organic fertilizers would work perfectly for that because they're usually low in nitrogen. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I don't think I've ever fertilized them really. I may have thrown down some miracle Grow in past years, but one thing I did do, I noticed they were getting so overcrowded with all the runners. They were yeah. doing so well. So last fall, I was going to go in and hand pick out some of the runners, cut them out and all that. And then I thought, I'll just get my rake. And I just raked over them and literally yanked out a lot of the new runners and really opened it up. Uh -huh. So that seemed like a good system to me to thin them out. Well, I think I I'd go the other way around. I'd keep the new plants and take out the old. Okay. Because like Jim said, after a couple of years... The, the original plants, the oldest plants, bear very little. Okay. So literally what I'm getting is out on the runners, and I'm just, and that's where they're coming from, not the mother plant itself. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll try doing that. And when in the spring, uh, how soon after they start greening up, should I do that? I would do it right away. Yeah, as yeah, soon as, soon as, as you can as get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. when you start to fertilize as well. And I would fertilize monthly right through into August. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks yeah. for calling, Bye -bye. Joe. You bet. Haven't had uh, calls on strawberries in years, I don't think. And now we've got, what, two in a row. Well, you started it. I'm sorry. Next week, we're going to talk about kumquats. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, well, this, uh, speaking of fruit, I've got a raspberry plant that I put in a couple of years ago. If it doesn't bear this year, it bloomed like crazy and not a single fruit. I'm wondering if they don't, too, get diseases that they just stop producing. I never thought about that. Better not. <laughs> it's not allowed. It, it's the kind of plant that, you know, that keeps propagating itself. Right. And if they get a, a disease or two or three, it's just going to go right into the new plants, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time to get some virus-free new plants. Well, it's only this will be its third year. Oh, it's a new plant in in my mind. I'm 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 giving it this one next spring. If it doesn't set fruit on the flowers, and there were plenty of bees, it's not like it didn't have any bees. Yeah, um, it's out. Yeah, it's gone. I'm not I'm not well, wasting any more yeah. time on it. Like the man said, pull it out. We'll make more. Exactly. And well, speaking of, I saw a honeybee. Uh, a couple of days ago. Did you really? Yeah, during one of our warm sp- spells. Oh, nice. He was looking for something. Looking for love. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> he wasn't finding much of anything, as far as I could tell. Well, let's see. Let's uh, Where are we at with time here? Yeah, let's go talk to Bill out in Denver about Coreopsis. Good morning, Bill. Hi, guys. How hey, are Bill. You? What's going on? Well, you know, I uh, I received, and I'm not sure where I got it from. I think it was some kind of a promotional package, maybe from Excel or something, and it had some um, wild flower seeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, that sat around for a couple of years, probably, and uh, I've got a planter out in front of my house. And I uh, just one year went ahead and spread those out, and uh, lo and behold, a bunch of really nice wildflowers, just as advertised, came up. Mm-hmm. And um, wouldn't you know it, I uh, discovered these really nice, what I thought were sunflowers. And um, then I did a little research, and I found out that um, some people call them black-eyed Susan. Okay. And I thought, gosh, those are nice, and they grew and grew and grew. And before I knew it, they were a couple of feet tall, and I had to prop them up. Did a little research and um, I found one indication that uh, said they were uh, coreopsis. So anyway, the reason I'm calling is just to get a maybe a primer. Um, I mean, those were just gorgeous. They they were long lasting and beautiful and butterflies and all the rest. And I thought I'd call and maybe get a primer on the best way to to take care of those if they come up every year um, and, and basically just general information. And now you have these in a container? No, they're in a um, kind of a planter. Oh, it's a maybe six foot by two foot planter out in front of the house facing south. They get a lot of sun. There is some chance that uh, those coreopsis may come back. However, some of the wildflower coreopsis are annuals. One called Coreopsis tinctoria, yeah, which is and isn't native to Colorado. It depends on who you talk to, um, and uh, if it comes back, it may come back from seed. That's interesting. You mentioned the seed because the, the, there was a rather bulbous growth in the center uh, with plenty of seeds. So uh, I collected some, thinking maybe uh, I could replant those seeds. And then I also just let a lot of them fall. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, what what what's a good way to deal with those seeds? Should well, I let me dig let up a little bit. Uh, describe the flower on these. What did it look like? What colors? Well, strictly yellow, very yellow, very beautiful. 
and maybe what four inches up to four inches around in there in uh, diameter. Okay, that sounds like the the perennial one, and because it's in a, I'll call it a container. You can call it a box. Uh, it may not come back. Depends on how cold those roots get over the winter time. Yeah, and it is cold. And uh, you know, we got down to two below at my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. That may that may be cold enough to kill the roots. Now, if those were in the ground, uh, the ground rarely gets that cold. Is your planter a raised bed, or is, are you just calling it a a planter bed? Well, it's a, a cement structure. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, a brick, brick. And uh, like I say, it's maybe what four foot by two foot, and uh, how deep? Uh, oh, I'm going to say about <clears throat> maybe two foot deep. Okay. Now it all depends on whether or not those roots on that plant were insulated enough because of uh, their surrounding container. Plus, if they get too dry during the winter, that can also kill them. Yeah. So winter watering would be very important for anything that you want to come back, even if it's just seed. Yeah. So with the seed, um, as I mentioned, I saved some, and I plan on when the spring comes and permits, I will spread some more. But um, I let a lot of them just fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Should I? You think I should scratch the earth? Yes, there? I was going to yeah. suggest scratching the uh, the earth, probably down to an inch, and just, you know, just rough it up. Yeah. And the seeds that have fallen may be sufficient to come up on their own, but yeah. you can add to that what's the stuff that you collected. Just scatter those over the roughened up ground. And I would do that sometime in early April. April, great. And then water it in well. And keep it watered. Lots of water? You're well, not, just enough to keep the surface moist. I see. Because if it dries out as they're germinating, well, then that's the end of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's such a, 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 a beautiful flower. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. You know, the, the thing that amazed me the most um, was how high they grew, and uh, they were just really sturdy. I, I felt bad for them because they were drooping over. And once I propped them up, boy, I tell you, they were just gorgeous. <laughs> they they are pretty, and the and that that type of coreopsis that comes in wildflower mixes is a tall plant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, enjoying your show, and thank you ever so much. You're quite welcome. Thanks, I Bill. Wish you a lot of luck thank with that. You. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye bye. Bye. You, I, are you mentioning to me that I need to take a break? Yeah, we, Sean, I think we both do. D- does Sean know that we're going to do that? He does now. He does now. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a short break for us and come back and take your calls here on Legends 810. It's time to fall in love all over again. Valentine's Day is Monday, February 14th. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we deliver romance. Surprise her at work on Friday and impress her coworkers. Or start the weekend off with a special delivery at home for the weekend celebration. We have just the thing to take her breath away. Send beautiful roses and shades of red and pink or a colorful spring mix of garden flowers. It's easy to give a gift of nature. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com and see all of our Valentine specials. Call us and speak with one of our floral specialists or stop by. We're open daily. Spread the love. 
Don't forget a friendly bouquet for Valentine's Day or a special floral hug for your mom and something for him. Choose a masculine floral bouquet or a houseplant for his desk. Guys love flowers too. Lafayette Florist is your one-stop Valentine's Day shop. Add a finishing touch with balloons, plush bears, and gourmet chocolates. We deliver next door and all around the world. Order now to reserve your Valentine's Day flowers. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Contact us at 303-665-5555 or www.lafayetteflorist.com and we'll help you express your love. Happiness guaranteed. Spring is right around the corner, and we couldn't be more excited to get our gardens growing. If you're in need of seed, Botanical Interests has you covered this season. Their carefully chosen varieties are third-party tested to ensure successful germination rates, so you can be confident that you're getting high-quality seed every time. Not only are their seeds non-GMO project verified, but they also set you up for success by providing detailed sowing instructions and organic gardening advice inside each seed packet. With over 600 gardener-approved varieties to choose from, including tried-and-true heirlooms, organic seeds, native varieties, and easy-to-grow essentials, there's sure to be something for everyone. Find Botanical Interests' high-quality seeds at thousands of independent garden centers across the country or online at botanicalinterests.com. Did you fight a yard full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Stop those weed seeds from ever coming up with Fertilome for All Seasons, one of the longest-lasting weed preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass, spurge, purslane, and other weeds for up to six months. So apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow-release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use, Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Garden Center in Centennial, and Wilmore Nursery in Littleton. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. And we are back taking your phone calls at the following number, 303-477-2473. And right now we have two people on the line. Room for more. Yeah. Give us a call. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that we did our research department did a little bit of checking and O'Toole's is open yep. on South Federal. So we had a caller earlier that wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, Jerry, yeah. And uh, it turns out that they're, they're open. It's just winter. And it looks like winter <laughs> yes. outside a garden center. Yeah, most of them <laughs> do look that way. Yeah. So, uh, I, by, I, by the way, on your way down there, you can stop off at King Supers is right there. Uh-huh. Uh, right on the corner. You, you can go celebrate things. Like today is ice cream for breakfast day. I love that idea. And National Chocolate Fondue Day. I Ooh. like that, too. And I'm not even going to mention that one. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, National Primrose Day, not to mention it's Shower with a Friend Day. Ooh, you could save water. You certainly could. And have fun, too. Take a uh, rubber ducky with you. Yeah. I remember in... in I think I was in high school. I had a T-shirt that said, help save water, shower with a friend. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. My parents did not like yeah. that shirt. Should, should, you, should you find <laughs> yourself confined in an aircraft carrier, you'll be sharing with friends all the time, <laughs> <laughs> whether you like it or not. 
Okay, that's a whole different story. It is. All right. Let's see. Next up, we've got uh, Rick out in Centennial waiting to talk to us this morning. Good morning, Rick. Uh, this is the third time I've called you guys about Mullen. Uh-huh. And I never knew about this plant. Didn't even know it existed until uh-huh. about 2021, 2020, when some started growing in my yard. And uh, I think I have fallen in like with this plant. Uh-huh. And so I'm trying to get the sequence down. Okay. So in 2021, um, <clears throat> I, uh, had the, I had the stalks growing. And I went to one of the stalks, and I sprinkled about, I don't know, 100,000 seeds into a sandwich bag. <laughs> okay. And we have, a, we have an area on the north side of our house that just gets shade all the time. In the winter, the snow never melts. Uh, in the summer, it gets sun at high noon and no water at all. And I sprinkled those seeds into that area. So in 20, the summer of 2022, what should I expect? Leaves. Leaves. The yes. rosettes? Yes. Okay. And then, so I'll just leave them, and then in the I summer would thin, of... I would thin them. Oh, thin them if out. You, okay. If you put out 100,000 seeds, you're probably going to get 300,000 plants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, would, I would thin them to at least, you know, if you can, get them a good foot or two apart, which is going to be taking out a lot of plants. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. they're going to grow too thickly, and with limited water... Uh, you're going to have very stunted and unha- unhappy plants. Okay. Should I? I can get a hose back there. Should I go back and? Sure. They they would appreciate it anytime it goes dry. You better appreciate it. Okay. okay. They'll grow bigger and bloom better. Okay. Good. And I don't, I don't need to put any fertilizer on it or anything. No. They don't need no. nothing. Okay. Nothing. It, it's it is in other parts of the state a serious weed. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So summer of 2022, this coming summer. I will get the rosettes. Correct. Yep. Then the summer of 2023, I'll get the stalks. Exactly. Maybe. Okay. The stalks, the flowers, and seed, and then that plant dies. Okay. So the the plant that's oh, in 2020, uh, it just automatically dies. I'll cut yes. the stalk off, and that's it. Yeah. So it will not give me stalks in 2024. No, well, but however, no. You, you, you planted or you sowed 100,000 seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those are probably going to come up later over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you should have a you should have a rotation starting on its own, and all you'll have to do is let some seed fall each year. Okay. Before you cut the stems down. Okay. And just cut the stems down, and when it gets dry in the in the fall. Yes. Yeah. You want yeah. let that seed yeah. ripen. Yeah. Once the plant dies, you you should be able to just pull it out of the ground. Right. Okay. Okay, well, I think I've got it. So, listen, I, prom- I promise I won't bother you again about this. Well, I, I don't I w- think so. I think you'll be calling again for the fourth time. <laughs> I would go online and look up Verbascum yeah. for Zone 5. Okay. You'll find that there are a number of them out there, different species, different varieties. And yeah. I know, let's see, Verbascum, is it Shoxii? That is a perennial. Yeah, it's okay. I was going to say, bomb, I think the name is bombif, bomb, Bombaciferum. Is another one. Is one that's wow. snow white. Oh, really? The but foliage I, and everything. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it lasts very long, but it is dramatic when it's in flower. So you can, you can start playing with different species and different varieties. Some are biennials, some are perennials. Yeah. Okay. And, 
it's a it's a fun genus. So, can you buy the mullein at a at a shop? Uh, a not center? the one you're talking about. No, that one has been okay. declared a weed. Oh, okay. But so there are ornamental ones. Yeah, but ornamental there, ones there you are, can. Okay. Yep. Now, do they get tall stalks also? Some do. Some are, are much smaller. It just, it just depends. Yeah, yeah. The, the perennial one called Shoxii that I grow it also is known as summer... I don't remember what the common name is, but it, it only gets about knee high. But it has oh. different colors. It has pinks and purples and oh, yeah. Yeah, different beautiful colors. Okay, and it, it, it has the same sequence of growth? No, this one will be a perennial, so it'll come back every year and bloom every, every year. Okay, and what's that one called? C-H- Shoxii, C-H-A-U-X-I-I, something like that. Okay, all right. Well, I might look that up because I have an area in my front yard that's kind of barren, and it's you know, it, it, it could use maybe a short plant like that. I believe the common name is summer pastels. Okay. Uh, right. Verbascum summer pastels. But just go into the garden center and say you yeah. want the perennial verbascum, not the biennial. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. You guys have a good day. I, can't wait, for, I can't wait for the fourth call. <laughs> okay. I'll <laughs> okay. be there. All, All right. right. Thanks. All right. Yeah, anybody else there want, out there wants to call for the fourth time, feel free. Anytime, yeah. yeah. We're not I, keeping track here. I do like that um, bombociferum. Yes. Verbascum bombociferum. It is stunning. It, it really is. Very architectural, yeah. huge leaves. Like Jim said, silvery white hairs all over the foliage yeah. and the flower stalk that comes up. I think it's a yellow flower. It is a yellow yeah. flower, and I've seen it as much as six to eight feet tall yeah. when it blooms. But the leaves are all down at the base. Mm-hmm. And, it'll just put, and one plant will produce one tall, single stalk that grows up um, with flowers all over it. I don't, I don't think that one branches. I don't think so, but there are weedy ones, not supposed to branch. But occasionally you'll find some plants mm-hmm. that have branches on them. And then they're very, what would you, what would you call it when, when they don't, they interbreed. <laughs> yes <laughs> they're frisky <laughs> they are <laughs> so then you'll start getting hybrids yeah and that's always interesting as well sure all right let's see um up next we've got we've got ben on the line would like to give us a a question here good morning ben oh good good morning uh jim keith um you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there <laughs> regarding uh old tools yeah uh uh, my, my wife had her garden club meeting there yesterday, the, the Queens of Spades. Okay. And, uh, and Chris uh, gave a talk on uh, the proper trees to, uh, to plant in this area. But the reason why it looked, uh, I guess, so bare on the outside is that my wife says that O'Toole's is closed for, uh, in January, and now they're just gearing up again. She says they had their, a crew in there and rearranging things and putting up things, and she was almost tempted to buy some plants, but decided to hold off. It's, it's still too, too early for her to buy any plants, but they're, they're definitely open and, and running strong. Good. Yeah. Good I, to hear. I, that's what we found out, too, and I, I would imagine that that front fenced nursery out near the street and along the parking lot would be pretty empty this time of year because they're not going to just leave those, 
potted plants sitting out there for the winter. No. They're going to yeah, move yeah. them into a more protected place where they can be cared for. Exactly, and that's where all the activity was going on yesterday while my wife's club was uh, having their meeting. I think they have a meeting there once a year. Oh, oh uh, my, my wife has a, a question, too. Uh, she wants to know when to prune roses and how short. Do you know what kind of roses? Uh, <clears throat> hold on a second. Okay. Kind of roses. <laughs> it kind does make a little different. I don't know. They're, they're tall roses. They're tall roses, but <laughs> they're not so, climbers. They're not climbers, no. Okay, the, no. Time, the time to prune those is in, um, well, there are two times. I usually tell people in, in late fall or early winter, if they're really tall and you're worried about them breaking up in storms from snow loads and that sort of thing, you can cut them down, do a rough cut, to about four feet tall. Okay, I think that's about all that they are Okay. Uh, currently, I don't think she cut them down uh, in the fall. So in the I'm spring, then uh, you want to wait until you start to see the new growth pushing out in April. Okay. And that's when okay. you do your final pruning and you remove all the thin, spindly stuff, and leave okay. only the nice, heavy, you know, thicker canes that are the size of your pinky finger or larger. Okay. And you can cut them down to what, Jim, about 16, 18 yeah, inches? Yeah, 18 inches tall. And, uh, okay. And, and cut down to a bud that faces out. Okay. All right. Well, she's listening in uh, as I'm speaking, so I hope she's taking notes. Okay. Oh, and good. also tell her to wear gloves. <laughs> and wear gloves. And that's <laughs> also better. a great time to put down your first uh, application of fertilizer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great idea. Okay. Great idea. Okay. Well, thanks. We love the show. We listen to it all the time. Fantastic, Ben. Thank you for your call this morning. You bet. Bye. Hey, if you guys want to check our Facebook page, the things we post down there are strange things. Uh, Keith posted some chick charms. I love that. Yeah, chick charms. Now they have giant chick charms. Giant? Yeah, big ones. Rooster charms? <laughs> I don't know what they call them, but chick charms. Um, it's a it's hens and chicks, you know. Hen, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, hens in, and in England, yeah. they call them house leeks. I yes. don't know why. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, here are the Semper Vivums or, or Hens and Chicks. And there's a whole series of, of, uh, of these things called Chick Charms. Yes, one of which is golden. Oh, yeah. Golden. And different colors, different shapes, sizes, textures. And change color in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. You think, oh, what happened? And these are, these are plants that I have no problem recommending you can just winter them over in pots outside yes. without having to water them, without even looking at them <laughs> second time. They'll winter through just fine. Yep. They're magic. But, you know, plant them in the ground, too, because they look great in the ground in rock gardens and what have you. Also on Facebook, I posted just, just a bunch of pictures of orchids at the Denver Botanic Gardens in their back greenhouses. Uh, a wax-covered amaryllis that my wife got. Have you seen those in the store? The wax-covered bulbs? The wax-covered bulbs, yes. Yeah. And they'll bloom just sitting there. No soil, no water, nothing. I feel sorry so for anyway, those. I, I peeled off all the wax and planted it into a proper box, uh, pot, and it wants to bloom again. Does it really? Second time, yes. Well, I'll be darned. And if you want to look at Stinky, you know Stinky, the plant uh, that Botanic Gardens had, that oh, yeah. big, giant, amorphophallus. Uh, they, they they nicknamed it Stinky, and people were lined up for blocks uh-huh. to go up and smell it, <laughs> take pictures. Anyway, you can see a, a um, uh, 
several pictures of Stinky uh, as it's as it's growing. Yeah, you don't need to go see it. You just go to a public restroom and you'll smell it. You'll smell it just fine. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> a picture of one of the new echinaceas, sundial zenith, as it's called, and 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 a new plant on the market called geogonanthus, which mm. I'd never heard of before. It's a it's a tropical foliage plant. So take a look at that. Okay. And an echinacea called NR twenty one zero one nine. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's a pretty one too. I forget what color <laughs> it is. Oh, I I think I've seen this before, but somebody posted a picture of a viola called Angel Tiger Eye. It's yellow with oh yeah dark stripes on it. That is pretty. Orangey colored stripes. Yeah, yeah, really pretty. You should take a look at the picture of that. You want if if you look at that, you you'll want to you'll want to get it. I don't think I've ever seen it in the garden center. I don't think I've ever seen it before. It should be there. It would sell. That one would sell. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Do 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 do. Oh, take a look at my wife's parterre garden. Are we having a plane that's going to crash into the building here? Sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and you take a picture of. Uh, she put the picture there because it's due to be torn up. I'm sorry. Yes, our our lead water line goes underneath her, call it a knot garden, what most people would call it. It's going to come under there. Uh-huh. So it's all going to get ripped up. You going to save everything or just start from scratch? Well, it depends what time of year. Well, that's you know, if true, it, huh? If they do it next week, probably not. Yeah. The ground's frozen, people. They promised way back when, when they rip things up, they'll put it back. Okay. Now they're promising only to rip it up and put the soil back and give you a bag of grass seed and they're done <laughs> i know God. i know that's, uh that's and, and, okay. and i have a picture of, of one of keith's favorite plants the painted haworthias <laughs> that's another story altogether <laughs> if you want to see a true mine's growing just fine okay. thank you <laughs> you're welcome yeah <laughs> and if you want to see a real farmer's market where all the produce comes in from local farms. Mm. Look at the fi- uh, pictures I have of a farmer's market in Hilo, Hawaii. I bet you find some cool stuff there. There is cool. It's all cool stuff. Stuff you've never seen before that's edible. Because they have a mixture of cultures. I mean, they have people from mm-hmm. all over the Pacific Islands and uh, Japan and, and Tahiti and a number of islands whose name I don't even know. You know, they come, they're living there. Mm-hmm. And they bring their fruits, nuts, and berries along with them. Yeah. And they offer them for, the, for sale in the, in the farmer's market. It is fun walking through that. I'll bet. Just taking pictures, yeah. let alone picking up some strange stuff and trying it. The I bet they sell plants, too. <laughs> Depends on what, what week you go. Okay. But they'll always have a guy there husking. This is fun to watch. Husking coconuts. Okay. I mean, they hold a coconut in their hand, and they take this machete and start chopping it. I'm thinking, you know, one false move, and they've lost fingers. Yeah. But they're very good at that. And chop all the husk, chop, chop all the husk off and chop into the, into the hard interior and stick a straw in it and say, here, I got some coconut milk. Now, the thing that gets me is to get good at something, you have to practice. So practicing doing that and still yes. having all your fingers is good. That's the dangerous part is practice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, there are other ways of, of husking it. 
big, you put a big spike in the ground, uh-huh. and you and you slam the the coconut up against this spike and keep peeling off the off the husk. Yeah, well, slam it, it's a fun it. place, folks. If you ever go to Hawaii, you have to check out all the islands have farmers markets. You have to check it out. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yep. All, all right, right, I'm done. You're done. Let's go out and talk to Margaret in send. Oh, wait a minute. We got to um, take a break, don't we? Go ahead. Again? Okay. No, we're we going to ta- go ahead and talk okay, to Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, no, we're going to talk to Margaret first. All right. Sean just gave me the signal. <laughs> Good morning, what, Margaret. That what that was? Good morning. I'm sorry you guys don't get a break. <laughs> we, we will after you. Okay. I just have a quick, it's more curiosity than anything else at this point because it's too late to do anything about it. I plan it. I tried to force some paper wipes, which I do every year, mm-hmm. and uh glass container with pebbles and water sure. they sit on top and they grew beautifully uh-huh. i mean the the uh, leaves stalks whatever you want to call them you know probably 18 inches tall they sent up stalks with with little bud things all of which dried up they never not one single one opened yep not unusual so uh, what did i did i do something wrong or what uh, now did you, did you do this in the last week or two Oh, no, no. I started these back at, you know, like Thanksgiving time, Christmas oh, time. Oh, okay. Uh, the, problem, just, the problem, I, my wife always does this every year. And if she waits too long to get the, the bulbs at the garden center, they're too old. Oh, okay. They're, they're dried. Or or they had gotten too hot could have gotten in storage too hot. at some point. Yeah. Okay. Before you even got them. Yeah. Before. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, because I've had luck in other years. Some uh-huh. usually yeah. always do four in this pot. And invariably, you know, three of them bloom and one of them never does. And yeah. sometimes one of them never even sends up a stalk. Yeah. But this year, all four of them have beautiful stalks. Uh-huh. But, okay. We all get right. The, we so get there's nothing the, I could have done about it. No, no, we get that every year. Okay. All right. So go as soon as they're available, which is when usually. That would be the best time. Now, it's still not a guarantee that they didn't get too hot on the no, way, way to the garden center. But, yeah, that's the best time. And then plant them relatively quickly. Don't let right. them sit in storage. So, okay. yeah, early November, if they're, you know, I start okay. looking in early November for them. Okay, all right. And, and you, can, you can store them in your refrigerator <laughs> until you're ready to plant them. That's you can right. even plant them and put the pots in your refrigerator, yeah. and yeah. that will hold yeah. them until you're ready for them. Yeah, I don't, as I say, I don't actually plant them. They sit on gravel and water. And oh, sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's good to know. I'm thinking this year, what did I do? But, okay. All right, well, that's all I needed. As I've, as I've called in many times, I love your show. One other question. It, you know, this year you've, all, you've always said wait till it gets cold around the first snow to put your rose colors on. Well, mm-hmm. this year it went from nothing warm and beautiful to, okay, yep. it's freezing. <laughs> I get <So>, it. <laughs> exact, exactly. No rose colors. So anything I should need to know in the spring? Um, I would just be very careful. I mean, make sure you're doing some winter watering. And <laughs> well, if they weren't covered in yeah. five inches of snow. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, but just you want to make sure they don't get too dry. And, you know, your, your spring pruning, wait until well into April when the new growth is flushed okay. out um, before you do your final pruning. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we'll do. Well, I did water during the fall because I was watering my lawn. Mm-hmm. So, But, you know, once it turned cold, I haven't watered. I think the hose is buried out there underneath the snow, actually. Yeah, all yeah. our hoses are underneath snow. Yeah. Okay. Buckets. <laughs> uh, I'm in the not house carrying the... buckets out to 73 roses, no. Oh, oh my goodness. That many roses. Wow. Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thank you very much. I love your show. So, I'll probably talk to you in another week or two. Well, okay. thanks for listening. 
Okay, bye-bye. Bye. She could water one a day with a five-gallon bucket, and at the end of two and a half months, they're all watered. There you go. And then she can start all over again, just like <laughs> painting the the um, Golden Gate Bridge. Or, yeah, or painting your house one wall at a time. Yeah. All right, now we have to take a break. All right, well, let's take a little break here. It won't be very long. Don't anybody go anywhere. Somebody can give us a call. We have room 303-477-2473 right here on Legends 810. Plants in general are good for the soul, and many studies show people are healthier and happier when surrounded by plants. You will find a nice selection of house plants and some great pots to add interest to your decor at Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. House plants not only add beauty to your living space, they make it healthier by removing toxins and pollutants from the air in your home. Spider plants, philodendron, dracaena, and peace lilies are just some of the common plants that can be great air purifiers. If you're having trouble with existing plants, the staff at Jared's can help you determine the problem and recommend a solution. Maybe the only good thing about COVID is that it resulted in many new gardeners. Jared's has a great selection of seeds, including heirloom and many unusual varieties of flowers and vegetables, tomatoes, peppers, sunflowers, zinnias, and others. Check out their website, jaredsgarden.com, for classes beginning February 5th to help as you plan for spring. Jared's Nursery and Garden Center is located on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. They thank you for your support in 2021 and look forward to serving you in 2022. Advertise your product or service with the Garden Wise Guys, the most listened to radio gardening show in Colorado since 1994. Radio talk show hosts Keith Funk and Jim Borland are dedicated to supporting and promoting independent businesses and the products and services you sell. The reason for their success is they help their advertisers. This is a destination show every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., simulcasting on both a.m. and f.m. People are gardening in larger numbers than ever, and radio advertising is timely, adaptable, targeted, and affordable. Listeners can catch the show at home, in the car, at work, and at play. On the radio, computer, or mobile device, the radio is there. Today's competitive marketplace demands an active medium, and that's radio, capable of stirring emotion, creating demand, and selling your product or service. Contact the Garden Wise Guys now. Email thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. And we are back on Legends 810, the Garden Wise Show. Uh, taking your garden questions, and uh, we are celebrating a couple of things today. One is National Primrose Day. Why not? Primroses should be coming into the garden center pretty soon. Yeah, if they're not already there. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty. Boy, they well, uh, anything colorful stands out this time of year. Doesn't matter what it is. But they they're one of those plants. You know, usually outdoor plants. You don't want to bring them inside. They just don't do well. But primroses, you put them in a sunny windowsill and keep them yeah. moist. They'll bloom and bloom and bloom. They'll just love it. They are easy to overwater, so careful. Well, that's true. You don't want to let them get wilty dry, though. Yeah, true. It's also Western Monarch Day. 
I didn't know there was such a thing as a Western monarch. I didn't know that there was more than one kind. But I think, did you know that monarchs also fly to California and, yeah. and populate the the trees there? You can oh, winter trees. over there? Yeah, winter over. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. A, a big population. Hmm. In addition to going to, to Mexico. Yeah. I'd like to see that someday. That would be nice. Um, the Botanic Gardens had a tour that went down that way. Oh, yeah? You know, last year, year before, or something like that. So, they'll probably do it again. That helps me how? Just to keep... (laughs) 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 You'll have to have a tickler file for the Denver (laughs) Denver Pentagon's tours. All right. Well, can we go out to the phones now? Sure. And if they have enough people calling them and say, when are you going to go next? They'll add those up, and once they come up to, you know, four or 500 people, off you go. I might be not interested anymore then. But you have your own plane full of monarch aficionados. There you go. All right, we got Sandy on the line right now out in Thornton. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good. How are you? <clears throat> Just fine, thank you. A little uh, <laughs> lost, so to speak. I have to tell you, I have low vision, so I can't read clearly the name on the tag of this plant that I was given mm-hmm. for Christmas. The only way I can describe it, and it's probably a way to do it but when I was growing up we had two cedar trees in our front yard this plant reminds me of that except that it is soft mm-hmm. and what I could make out of the tag it sounded it looked kind of like it was T-A either G-I or I-G something or other does that help at all and you got it around Christmas time Yes. As a, like a decorative plant? Well, it was given to me, yeah. Yeah. And the thing that kind of puzzles me, um, I don't know whether it's something that the um, greenhouse had for some time, because it is definitely root-bound, but somebody packed dirt on the top, and, and it's like mud dirt. Okay, uh, I'm I'm thinking that what you have is you know during during the Christmas season a lot of places will have these little ornamental trees evergreens in pots to use as a a temporary holiday decorative plant that looks like an evergreen um, and the one that you're describing that looks kind of like a juniper but is soft and fluffy uh, is not a hardy plant outdoors here. So okay. it's one of those plants that I wouldn't even try to keep because it doesn't make a great indoor plant either, unless you have a greenhouse or a solarium or something along that line. So is this, what am I trying to ask you, like just a, a plant rather than something that would grow into a, a shrub or something of that sort? It'll grow into a tree. It'll grow into a quite a large tree, but not here. Okay. It needs a much warmer climate than we have. And it probably won't do that indoors very well either, in, in a normal household. Yeah. I would, my recommendation is enjoy it, water it when it's dry. When it starts looking kind of scruffy, that's the day it goes into the dumpster. Well, <laughs> my situation is this friend is very kind and, and caring, and she said, I will help you repot the plant. Okay. Oh, my gosh. 
so what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> well, I don't know if your friendship's worth enough. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice day to have your friend over and chit-chat and do what you do and have uh, a transplanting party and have okay. her help you transplant it into a bigger pot and um, and keep watering it and maybe give it a little fertilizer. and It'll probably still start going downhill at some point. You want a nice so sunny you, window to yeah, grow it in. Yeah, very, very sunny window. Okay. So when you say fertilizer, what are you talking about? Just a household, there? whatever, uh, household a, a foliage plant fertilizer will be just fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this before in a hot. Yeah, they're, they're quite popular various, uh, every other year. Places like Home Depot and... Oh, those kind of things you can find anywhere. Sometimes in drugstores, they're just yeah. They're, oh, they're, really? Yeah, they're they're cr- they're very pretty. Yeah, they're, they're very very nice, very soft. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Sure thing. Thanks, yeah. Sandy. You too. Thank you. And I think Bye. if she lived in the Canary Islands, she could probably grow it outdoors. Or San Diego. Or San Diego, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I most of them don't even come with a label. Right. So you don't know what it is. It'll, the label will say houseplant. <laughs> yes. I love those labels. <laughs> or decorative plant. Decorative plant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we I don't have anybody online, so we're going to have to chit-chat here. I remember back in the day, Osmanthus <coughs> used to be a very popular Christmas decorating plant. It used to be, yeah. <clears throat> it was, um, looked like variegated holly. Yeah. And it would be sold in four-inch or six-inch pots. It would be very pretty. Mm-hmm. But certainly not hardy outdoors here. No. And certainly not a house plant. No, no. Just decorative. Mm-hmm. It's alive, green, looks fine. When it starts going downhill, toss it. It's a temporary thing. Yep. And, so, and don't feel bad. This is the nature of the beast. It's not like it was dug up out of the wild. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was grown as a crop. That's right. Just it's like the lettuce you eat in a salad. That's right. And speaking of outdoors... <clears throat> I have some temperatures, a uh, record the high temperature for this date. And this would be nice to have this day. 76 degrees. Mm. That was 1963. Record low, minus 24. Oh, we're that approaching us, zone four. That puts us in zone four. That was 1989. <clears throat> but the interesting thing is, on this date in history, the temperature could be 100 degrees apart. High wow. and low. That's a big 100 range. degrees. That is just mind-blowing. And I think that's, that's going to happen now this time of year as we get closer to spring. You're going to see a wide variation in record high and record low temperatures. Mm-hmm. And for the month, I looked it up. There were four or five days in history in, in Denver where the temperature went below minus 20. And that's zone four, people. That starts killing a lot of plants. It does. Especially those marginal ones that you want to really have in your yard, but you know are just kind of risky. Yeah. Those are the or perennials or shrubs that you're growing in containers above ground. Yeah. That means half my yard will die. <coughs> of course, a lot of it depends on how long yeah, that temperature hangs around. If it's long. just an hour or two, yeah. that's one thing. If it's a day or two, that's another. One year I was growing a giant sequoia in my front yard. Mm-hmm. It got to be 10, 12 feet tall. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that winter, we went to 20 below zero. And it stayed there. Mm-hmm. Not just during the night, but that following day. 
it did not come up below minus 20. Killed that thing to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except we had like two inches of snow on the ground, and there were a couple of branches that came marked all over, across the top of the ground. Mm-hmm. Those branches lived. Yeah. And no, I didn't keep those. You didn't? <laughs> no, I pulled the You whole didn't thing just out. stake them up into a vertical? No. Jim. It, it was a goner. Well, that's too bad. All right. Well, I mean, the music indicates we're done. Wow, that seems early. It does. It, it was an interesting, it was a, a, a fast ride today. Thank you for the calls that we came in uh, faster and earlier than they usually do this time of year. So thank, thank you, everybody. And, and thank you for those who didn't call in and just listened. This is the time I tell you to remember to keep that shovel sharp and uh, be careful where you dibble. And you can listen to our show again tomorrow, Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on the very same station. So tell all your neighbors. We'll be back next weekend if you save your garden questions and uh, give us a call. We'll be back right here on Legends 810.